Hey community and welcome to Jock Reynolds Community Podcast where we talk about Supercoach, we talk about the in monstrosity that has been the last two weeks, 20 days, I don't know how long this Festival of Fantasy has been going for. My name is Patch, this week, this day, it's a Wednesday, what's going on? Clarky, you're here with me, how are you my good sir, how are you? I am doing very well, uh, as you said it feels like we're on like a Gilligan's Island of football where the days pass but we don't know how many of them and there's football every day so that's good. Yeah, but there's football every day and that's bad. somehow also bad. I don't know how it's bad, but it is. I'm losing my mind trying to keep track of what day it is and having football on every night is not helping whatsoever. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. This will probably go out on a Wednesday. We're recording before the Gold Coast and Essendon game because I know that afterwards, despite Clarkie's best assurances, the McDonald Tippenwoody is going to kick seven. I know we'll lose this game and I'd be in no state to record afterwards. Yes, you're you're hearing us from the past with predictions for the future, where Tip and Woody kicks himself a seven in tonight's match against Gold Coast. There we go. You heard it here first, but also after. Like it, it's you a already know. Prediction. If you're listening, you, you know. know whether or not I'm stupid. Time is an illusion. Before we get too confused by by all of that time stuff, just. Clarky, check in with you. How how you going this year? You've been haven't been on the pod in a little while. How's your team tracking along? What's news? What's crackalackin', as the youth say? Yeah, uh, so I started off the season quite well. Um, then I got to be on the podcast because I was doing quite well and happened to be there when you asked for people. And since then, it's kind of dropped me into a little bit of mediocrity. I'm still in that top 10,000, 10, sorry, top 10,000. I was about to say top, yeah. only just in the top 10. Geez, you've got to keep up to be good here. The, but no, yeah, 10, in, in the that's, top 10,000 for like the season, it. which is still better than I did last year. Um, but yeah, certainly I do have some holes that need to be filled. And please fill me with your super coach. We can fill you with all of the holes. No, we'll fill you with fill your holes in with things. Let's. Oh God. Anyway, the big news before. Sorry, already forgotten. Teller Beats, wonderful man, wonderful intro music. Check out his Instagram. But top right off the top, Max Gorn missed this week's this round's game against North Melbourne with a shoulder something injury. Is the Melbourne captain okay? What's going on? Will he miss again? Do we need to trade him, Clarky? Help. So. Uh, personally, uh, and you know, might be a biased Melbourne fan, but I think you hold Max Gorn. I don't think he misses more than a week. Maybe they rest him for Sunday, but I doubt that they'll rest him against Grundy. They've said that he's been having a niggle with his shoulder probably for a couple weeks now. So I feel like it's probably just load management. They have Luke Jackson and they have Tom McDonald. They brought him back in for the game against North Melbourne. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't even think Max Gorn wants to be on the sidelines probably longer than a week. No, he does seem like the sort of guy that does love being on the field and playing football. Um, but so, so you'd recommend, yeah, holding Gorn? I'd, I'd hold him if you got him until any further news or, as I said, not being future-proofed on a Wednesday unless something comes out that the shoulder is a lot worse than they thought. There's probably no reason to think that he won't be back. Okay, I, I did, looking around the interwebs on 
uh, on just this week, um, a lot of people traded Gorn to Goldstein or Gorn to, to Grundy or Gorn down to Nicknat. Um, once word came out that he would miss, would there be anyone you'd be you'd be keen to go for if if say the worst does happen and he's he's knocked out for a couple of weeks? Um, have you got any your eyes on any rucks that you'd like to bring in if you didn't have Gorn? Obviously, if you don't have Grundy or Goldstein, get the other one of them. But is there anyone else on that list of rucks to bring in? I think I think the list is pretty solid for a lot of people um, looking down. I mean, you're at the top; you can only go down. Um, Goldstein has been playing really well. Uh, you know, Grundy, even Nick Nat has just been having a really solid season and just somebody who can probably get you through to the end. Uh, a few injury concerns. Uh, a lot of people have had cover with Draper and the likes of um, old mate from Carlton, who I've completely forgotten his name. Oh, Pit- Pitonet. Pitonet is he? Really. Yeah, he's still around, um, which maybe exists, covers you for a little bit of time. Um, but I would say probably you'd bank that cash and go down to even something as insane as, uh, you know, maybe a Laddams who's playing quite well or a Big oh, O. There we go. There we go. You bought him I up. I brought Laddams. him up. Everyone's been on the Big O train, but you're on a different train. Talk to us about Laddams. Now, I don't have a ruck problem, but I do have a forward line problem. And Laddams is ruck forward eligible. That really helps uh, helps the big Josh. Uh, the big Clarkie. Um, he's been scoring really well. He seems to be doing a lot of the ruck work for the Port Adelaide team. Uh, Lysette played last week and he still managed to score, I believe it was 128. Uh, I can double check. Yep, he scored He scored 138 on 138. whatever day that they played Richmond and then scored 123 against the Bulldogs whenever that game was because they're all blurring together now. Um, he scored the week before that was a 45, which wasn't great, but 106 and 80 before that in round seven and eight. I mean, a 45 against Max Gorn is not really, uh, that was the game against Melbourne, I believe. Um, it that's was. Not unexpected for the young lad, but at 384k, you can take that what, a net of about 300k, you can put that into your midfield, or if you're filling your forward line, you could probably hold him at maybe an F6 for that, that cost if he's going to bring you the hundreds. Yeah, especially if you've got like a still got Darcy Cameron in that ruck line and you can swing him through the big O, another one as well, who is just good at scoring points and with no other rucks in sight for Brisbane. Is he, I don't know if you'd call him a safe selection, but in a year like this, you, you could YOLO a, a, a big O McInerney in the ruck as well. But yeah, I reckon you've, you've nailed it from the top there that if you don't have Grundy or Goldie, then they're probably the ones to look at. And you're starting at the top. You work your way down from Big Max Gorn. Would there be any worry for you? Obviously, uh, Melbourne having had their their quote unquote buy. Um, Jack Viney was was you know missed the game as well. Do you reckon the great Clayton Oliver or Christian Petrarca are, are in danger of mixing, missing? Or being rested or managed or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Viney, um, Viney missed purely through that. He had a slight concussion after the game with Adelaide. Um, so they that was purely, I think, managed. So I think he'll be back. I don't think Oliver or Petrarca really in the middle of this season that they're having. Like they're both having amazing seasons, particularly Petrarca is having the season of his career. Um, I don't think he'll probably want to rest unless he's absolutely forced to doesn't look like they're hindered by any injuries so i don't see anyone else missing really lovely that's what we want to hear 
plenty of rookies around this week. We'll, we'll crack into them because a lot of people are very keen to hear about who they can trade down to, who they can get covering these players that are inevitably going to miss with, with niggles and knocks and corked anythings. Um, we had a few good ones uh, this weekend oh, well, that, that played their first game this week, just gone. Yes. So uh, yes. we have Flanders, sexy, sexy Flanders. Stupid, sexy Flanders. He is debuting for Gold Coast tonight. Hasn't played yet as we speak, but he's 160K. He has a break-even of 33, if uh, if my stats are correct. And he's you know mid-forward eligible. Could be an excellent downgrade target for people who are holding on to maybe uh, Sam Simpson is, you know, he's peaking a little bit, probably can give a little bit more. Pick it. Um, if you're still, like me, holding on to Tyler Browns, um, absolutely a great option. Now, you've, you've mentioned there that you could potentially do the dream trade, which is Simpsons to Flanders, which, like... Just talk me through that trade there. Like, what's what's going through your mind? How how do you rate that trade as a trade? Who who would you pick? You know, ideally in to, to keep, which is the better one to keep? You reckon? I think for me, looking at my team, and this is completely team dependent. Uh, I think Simpson probably still has he still has a few more seasons in him. Um, you know, hitting thirty is quite. You know, it is a large amount of seasons. Uh, thirty plus seasons but I'm, I'm talking about the show. Um, so Simpson <laughs> probably can make a little bit more cash. His break-even is now starting to get quite high. Um, but for me, I think a higher risk that I have is someone like Pickett, uh, who I'm still holding on to. He can pretty much range between 10 and 110. Um, I don't like that. Um, or non-playing. So I would say go for your non-players first. If you're stuck on your bench, get someone in who is going to make money, who is going to score points. If not, go for the people who are scoring inconsistently um, and really just maximize the money that you can if you can get them on an up week. Yeah, Jack Bytel played his first game for the Saints on the weekend as well. Jade Gresham is now potentially out for the rest of the year after I think it was a stress fracture in his back um, from that game there. And he scored really well and looked... I, did, I didn't watch the game, but from all the all reports, 76 supercoach points, 18 touches... I think it was 15 centre bounce attendances or something. Looked the goods, did Jack? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you 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 pray to the heavens and the AFL fantasy gods open a window, and they let in one one man, Jack Bytel, 123 mid rookie. Absolutely, with Gresham out, he probably has a little bit more job security. Um, but that being said, I don't know. It's 2020. I I don't I don't know. Maybe. I think he's as close to a sure thing as we can get, but yet again, it is 2020. He could be shot in the foot, but I think he's he's the best option this week. Boyd Woodcock as well, after kind of... We're looking at him going, oh, geez, 102K rookie, playing as a small forward. Do we really want to want to pick him? He's come out and whacked out. What did he whack out on the weekend? It was a bunch of points. If I can just find it on the old yeah, thing. I, I have him in my team, uh, so I should know this. 81 points. There you go on the weekend from one very good goal and one not as good behind. Um, but yeah, lots of forward pressure. Um, lots of, yeah, just running around, just doing stuff, which 81 points from a small forward, you can't argue with that too much. He's going up to a little bit of cash. Um, he's going up, I think it was about 130K odd. Um, 
if I can just double check with Bryce Mitchell, but um, is he still someone on your radar if you need a forward rookie, Clarky? I think so. Um, I went early on him, uh, which has really paid off for me just because I needed, you don't get 102k rookie and not go, oh, you know what, I'm going to cash in. I'm going to cash in, take my chips to the counter, bring him in. And also he has a funny name, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's still even at 130. Um, as a rookie, he is definitely a downgrade option. He's playing well. Ebert's, Ebert's due to come back from a concussion, whether or not that affects him. Um, possibly is there's maybe a bit of a positional shuffle, um, but still at that price, and in, you know, they're probably going to keep him in if he's playing well. You'd think so, yeah. You would think so. Um, a few other injuries lying around. Jack Martin um, has been injured, apparently will miss a game or two. Tom Dude has again flared up his hamstring. Apparently that's that's tightness. Um Sorry, there's one more rookie. I've gone past the name of Tom Hutchinson already. He's been named to make his debut this coming round uh, for the Giants in the the Sydney Derby to be played in Perth. Um, anyway, as as, all, as it is, as as, as it, is it traditionally, traditionally is, the traditional battle of the bridge, far far from any bridges. Um, do they have bridges in Perth? Surely they must. They've we'll, got a river. We'll there. ask Damo after the podcast. We'll ask Damo. Um, we never know because it's, if you just send your questions off. about send your questions about Perth Bridges to at Damo SC on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's hard to get information from behind the the iron curtain that has come down across the West Australian border, but we've got a man on the inside does know a few things, could be able to secure some sort of prisoner trade during the trade week, perhaps. I don't know, still to be certain. Anyway, sorry, we were talking about just, injuries. Just on Hutchinson um, for GBWS, uh, I think I'll probably echo Lex sentiments regarding GWS rookies, which is I like them. They play nice uh, and they play well sometimes, but they don't tend to hold their spots very long. No, they don't. So you, you definitely not want to go early on him. That said, the Lex did shoot a thing through earlier as well. He obviously couldn't be here on the pod this evening, um, but mentioned that you know earlier... After the draft, the Giants said, you know, oh, we, we made the decision to draft him. He's a mature ager. That means he's contending for a spot sooner rather than later. Does that mean he holds his spot? I don't know, but it's it, they, they rate him pretty highly down there, it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's one to watch the week coming up. Um, Tom Dude is the one that a lot of people will have. Some people will have held him. I held him after his last injury, missed a week. Apparently, it's only tightness. Is it... I. Do, do I trade him? What What's going on? Why does he keep getting injured? Uh, he His price set a very awkward position as well, where it's it's hard if you don't have any cash in the bank to really go, I don't trust him, where do I go? Um, you know, you could arguably say for another 25k, if you're one of those people who missed out on Tom Stewart, you can get him at about 450 Two injuries in a month, especially with a condensed schedule, screams to me um, that you would move him on. But if you're, we're playing best 18, and if your team is a lot safer in other places, absolutely, I would say hold him just to see what the long-term diagnosis is. Yeah, no, I, I think it, especially like I'm running short of trades. A lot of people will be running short of trades. The the closest to a, a straight swap that I can see. Um, I only played the two games back from injury, but Zach Williams, just coming off the bye this week, scored 105 against Essendon, 112 against the Gold Coast, $468,000 dues in the back line. I think that's as close to a straight straight swap as you can get. Obviously, if you're missing 
any of the guys that that have had their buy, um, you know, your Sicilies, your Lloyds, your um, Luke Ryans, who I rate really highly, um, they're excellent selections. Also, Rory Laird scored 180 million points on the weekend, playing through the midfield and got 37 disposals. Still yet to have a buy. Do we ignore that if he's scoring 180s, Clarkie? I I think we do. Uh, I think there's... They were they're still missing some key parts of their midfield, and I think Adelaide are kind of experimenting a little bit with their lineup. If he can do it again, absolutely go for it. I'm wrong, but I don't think a one-off, a 180. I think you're point chasing at that stage. Yeah, I mean he's had the 120 against Melbourne the week before, 90s before that. Um, I like he he is obviously moving into the midfield. How long does it last? We don't know, but again, it's just kind of one of those things where. God knows what 2020 is going to throw at us. I I think you could do a lot worse than trading in Rory Laird, but I think you could also do better. Luke Ryan is my pick down there, um, just as a, as a Smokey and 3% of teams doing really, really well. Um, Hattie's buy is, is my pick down back. Now, speaking of buys, a bunch of players coming off their buys this week in Sydney and the Giants. They're playing each other this week. Um, are there any people on that list that you're looking to trade in, Clarky? Potentially Kaniglyog. Uh, yeah, the great friend, man Kaniglyog. The the great uh, handball goal of the year winner Kaniglyog. Handball um, goal. Handball goal. He he has been playing quite well. I think um, definitely with the return of Toby Green as well uh, in the next week or two that could definitely help him in the long run. Um, Price about five fifty. He's at he's at a pretty interesting price range where you can probably take a punt. Um, last four scores of 140, 109, 121, 114. Um, so I think he's probably he's he's hit a bit of a stride now um, after a few ups and downs of the early year. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt he's in form. I still can't trust him after last year where he would score sixty in the first quarter and then finish on ninety, but. He objectively is a good pick for me with an inherent bias and a particular hatred of the Giants that has suddenly sprung up in the last couple of days and I can't for the life of me figure out why um, I'd be avoiding. Uh, it's, it's strange you know that what? you've been hit with that. It's I know, it's just out of nowhere too. I can't possibly imagine what would have caused that. Um, you know, I have vague memories of like throwing the TV remote around a little while ago, but anyway, holes we obviously don't need to... Holes and walls... Yeah, exactly. The old Clarkson, Clarkson number on the dugout. Yeah. Um, Luke Parker is at 535k. Hasn't been scoring incredibly. Has only got 99 as a three-round average. Um, was setting the, the season alight earlier this year. A lot of people jumping on. Look, looks a bit out of touch. Potentially not one to get there. Jake Lloyd, obviously, will be the number one defender by season's end if you're one of the, the 58% of people that don't have him. Um try and find a way to get him in i will be this week um but there's oh sam wicks was the other rookie we've forgotten about okay. sam wicks sam wicks from sydney despite um causing uh yeah rather gnarly injury to isaac quainor scored 80 as a as a forward he's mid eligible 123k i think bartell's gone past him but he's there he's he's a good option sydney um, um sydney are another team i think as well that have a history of really trying out the depth of their list um so i don't know how well he holds his position yeah. maybe those aluminium studs had something to do with his performance in that game um you know 
don't want to. Who knows? Who knows? But I mean, that was a cheap shot. Yeah, sorry. that was a cheap. It was a low blow. But hey, at least you're not adding them on Twitter and sending them death threats like some absolute chumps. Oh yeah, I don't so just if if you do that, um, this is just a public service announcement. If if you hit the app button and type in a footballer's name that you don't like or a journalist's name that you don't like, regardless of whether they are good or bad at the thing that they do, just to have a go at them and just to tell them really nasty things, death threats in particular and family threats, reconsider your life. Just reconsider it. Just close the Twitter app, throw your phone into a river and go be with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just climb in the river yourself. Like, just, just... Just consider not doing the thing you want to do. But I'm we sure talk... no one in here... Sorry. Yeah, we, we talk a lot of crap. But we, yeah. we talk about mental health a lot and then think it's okay to go on Twitter. And I, look, the one I saw recently, Taylor Walker, sorry, this is a tangent now. I saw, you know, Mr. Tex. I'm not a big fan of Tex. I, you know, something about his mustache just really sets me off. But, you know, it's... There is never a reason to go after somebody like that. Phil Davis is another one. Mitch Robinson, like... I don't know how anyone could hate Mitch Davis. Like, I get Tex Walker's not a popular character, but, you know, and, you know, we've had, you know, digs at him on the podcast before. We don't at him and go to him and say, hey, Tex, you're an idiot. Like, no, you don't do that. Just don't, don't do that. That's a bad thing to do. Anyway, no one listening to this will be doing that because <laughs> yeah. you're all wonderful people. Mental health just... is important for yourself. It's important for everybody. Hold yourself yeah. to the same standard. Exactly. Exactly. You're all beautiful. Um, you're all beautiful. Jordan Dawson scored yes. 121 on the weekend. If I can try and drag us back onto Supercoach. No, no, no. It was a much needed tangent. We needed to go there. Scored 121 on the weekend after, you know, bunches of 60s and 70s and 90s and 50s in the previous few weeks, is Jordan Dawson someone you could consider at 408k as a defensive forward option? Look, I, once again, I think this season is probably me channeling a lot of my inner lack dog, uh, which I've learned through watching his wonderful streams, um, in that Jordan Dawson right now would be a very exciting pick off the back of that good score. Um, you know, 121 is nothing to, you know, nothing to sneeze at, um, but his scoring history is spotty at best. Uh, barring a 113 against North Melbourne, um, if I'm reading that correctly. So he probably wouldn't be my first option. No, but I mean, at 400k, if you're looking around that price, you probably don't have a huge amount of other options. Maybe you could do worse, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. He was the preseason wonder kid and then has kind of dropped off the face of the earth um, in terms of scoring potential. But anyway, um, just very quickly to, to kind of wrap up, um, while we while we talk of forwards, we can't really ignore the elephant in the room anymore. And I know Damo's not here tonight, but Brayshaw Breakout scored 150 points on the weekend and is going to be the number one forward from here on out. Do we have to admit that we're wrong? I look, Patch. I love you, but we. Uh, I I, I have had Andrew Brayshaw on Damo's recommendation from round one. Uh, I've been. I'm firmly on the Brayshaw breakout. Um, they are playing him in the midfield with proper minutes. If you do not have him, get him before he skyrockets past Christian Petrarca. And I love Christian Petrarca, but before he Andrew Brayshaw skyrockets to Max Gorn levels of price, 
Yeah, but it, I mean, sorry for trying to drag you down there, but I'm trying to make myself <laughs> feel slightly better about trading him That's out fine. after the restart because that was a dumb thing I did. But anyway, we all do dumb things. He's looking very good. He is very Try good. Try and find a way to get him in, potentially ahead of someone like Laddams. But if you hey, if you are doing your downgrades this week and have room to go one up, he is probably one of the biggest options you should be considering for your forward line. Yeah. Even if he didn't have the buy, you would still be looking at him going, hmm, yeah, I, we should probably do that. Uh, Nat Fife playing a lot more forward, um, has come out and said so during the week. Um, you know, we'll still get, get in those, you know, get some midfield minutes in there. They'd be stupid not to, but I think predominantly we'll start forward. Um, still scored 130, which is just very Nat Fife, but I, yeah, I don't know if he's and one if, you would if be If I remember at. correctly, I believe uh, Walters is due to come back as well, which um, could impact Fife and it could move him a little bit back to maybe midfield. Um, if I, if I'm remembering correctly, that may be wrong. Cut this out if Who it's knows? wrong. <laughs> No, there, there'll be no editing. There's no time. Um, okay, fair. No, but they are, yeah, I don't know. Walters could mean that Fife plays more forward. Walters could play more forward. I don't know what's happening with Fremantle. And it's kind of exciting if you're a fan. Not great if you're trying to play super coach. Um, but I don't know. Brayshaw in the middle is about as locked as you can get. Clark, is there anything else on your beautiful mind this Wednesday evening? Uh, look, I got I got the Laddams out early. Uh, he was probably the biggest in that I had this week. I think we've touched on everything. If you if you are missing Brayshaw, if you're missing Lloyd, if you're missing some of those big guys who are coming off buys, Whitfield uh, I think is another name that's probably worth mentioning. Still priced at around five sixty. Uh, yeah, he's he's right at football, I guess. He's okay at football. He's pretty good at football. Yeah. Nick Haynes um, also Nick Haynes. arguably good at football yep. in the back line. Yep, uh, um, absolutely. All these options, um, you know, if you're looking at them, now's the time to do it. They're coming off a buy. They're coming back in. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Just yeah, look after yourself as well, community. That's an important thing absolutely. to do. Um, it's obviously a rough old time. I've had a rough old week, but throw your arms around each other. Throw your arms around you know, the, the people on the website, um, chuck us a review if you can. Apparently, Lech tells me they're good things to have as long as they're good reviews on the old iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this wonderful podcast. Jump onto the website. We've got daily Festival of Fantasy articles going up every day looking at what's happening, captaincy options, all of that, because regular content is, for all intents and purposes, dead while football is nonstop. Um, Clarkie, thank you very much for coming on and having a yarn with me this evening. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I am average at, at Supercoach, but I'm very passionate about this community. Um, you guys have been absolutely wonderful, every single one of you. Um, I will mention as well, don't forget to keep an eye on twitch.tv slash lechdoggames. Um, our beautiful, fabulous head of staff has been streaming quite regularly, taking your super coach questions, playing, is it a Australian football coach manager sim on Steam? Yeah, that um, was that was fun. We did a we did a draft last week, which yeah. was a bit wild. Um, we had people in comments just shouting at, at who we should be drafting. We drafted a reasonable team. I think he'll look at doing it again. It's a bit of fun. But also, yeah, I, I'm not going to lock him into it, but I wager there'd be a stream tomorrow night potentially Friday night as well. Again, if you can yeah, hold your trades until more team news comes in, obviously be trying to do that. But otherwise, just look after yourself, community. Look after yourselves. We love you all. Clarky, thank you very much again for joining us. You're beautiful. Stay safe.